Hey, this is Scott Pervarnik from SB Custom Guitars, False Prophet, live bass this tour for uh, Incantation. You're listening to KFMP, Misery Point Radio. another brutally killer edition of Misery Point Radio. As always, I appreciate you braving the Black Fathoms fire and fighting your way through the siege hive to join me here in the wasteland. And I gotta say, I am extra excited for today's show because not only did I get a chance to catch up with a good friend who's doing some truly amazing things these days, but I got to catch up with him in a fashion that brought everything full circle from when he and I first met up. So it was a homecoming of sorts, and it provided an opportunity to see an iconic band in concert that's long been on my radar, but had so far proved elusive. Until now, today's guest is the one and only Scott Pavarnik from SP Custom Guitars and False Prophet, whose name you've no doubt heard mentioned millions of times on the show at this point, and who I caught up with a couple of weeks back. He and I first met a few years ago, right here in Seattle, while he was teching for New York Metal Veterans Suffocation, and since having him on, we have definitely had tons of doors open for us that led to many of the epic conversations that you've all heard by now. So when I found out he was going to be back in the Pacific Northwest playing bass with the Mighty Incantation on their Age of Vile Divinities tour, I kidnapped him and held him hostage until he agreed to come on the show again and give us the goods. I, of course, got the lowdown on his current gig as the live bassist for Incantation, his experiences on the tour so far, how he's adapting to life on the road, and what's next for him in the immediate future. All in all, it was a great time. Incantation was awesome. Scott absolutely tore it up, as did new guitarist Luke Shively and live drummer Charlie Corrin, while the legendary John McEntee gave us a true dose of cavernous brutality. Side note, we did record this outdoors, and we were near a busy street, so you'll have to forgive a bit of the ambient location noise, but by no means does it take away from the awesomeness of this killer conversation. So grab yourself some Spam Basubi, choke down that almond milk latte, and prepare yourselves for a dose of ritual impurity. Check it out. All right, minions, I am here live on location in Seattle, Washington, getting ready to check out Incantation at El Corazon and hanging out with my good friend, Mr. Scott Pivarnik from SP Custom Guitars, False Prophet, and as of now, filling in as the live touring bassist for Incantation. Hey, brother, welcome back to the show. Awesome to see you again. Always cool to talk with you. Thanks for taking the time. Hey, man, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah. How's, uh, how's the trip over to this uh, side of the coast treating you so far? Amazing. It's been a hell of an adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, so we were talking off air, you know, it's been three plus years something like that since uh, you and i first sat down at that suffocation show at club sewer yeah four years god damn 2018 yeah yeah i knew that's crazy and uh i'd say a lot has uh kind of happened uh, with you since then i mean you went from kind of getting into false profit just kind of early on at that point to mm-hmm. starting to play some shows uh kind of going in green if you will on that side and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. now you're doing some tours and this is a, a six week or so jaunt right yeah it's a long one dude and it's uh it's, it's been great yeah uh and i know that uh this particular tour was supposed to happen a while ago but got canceled when all the all the bullshit went down right correct covid you know fucked everyone <laughs> 
Yeah, the great fucker that, yeah. is, that is COVID. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, though. I mean, I know that uh, this is probably more something for John, but, you know, what was the catalyst for kind of getting it back going? I mean, was there like an official conversation that said at this point we're going to revisit it? Or did somebody just say, I wonder if it's time to go fucking back on tour? <laughs> probably the second part. I mean, I, I know everyone's hungry. Yeah. You know, two years is a long time without working, you know. So, you know, that's that's musicians make their money on the road. Yeah. You know, merch and whatnot. So it's it's beyond time. It's been past time. It's just everyone's out now. Yeah. Yeah. Touring for an album, you know, a year and a half after it comes out. It's uh, somewhat, I guess, common, though. Now it's not it's not terribly uncommon and, and things are, are picking back up, which is good. Uh, here in Seattle, of course, they're actually, we're still locked down pretty good, but they're kind of starting to lift some of the stuff, but it's, it's still a pile of ridiculousness here. Um, well, so let's talk then about you hooking up with, uh, with incantation. Now this was a not very well kept secret (laughs) 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 that was kind of talked about a while ago, but, uh, tell us kind of how that whole conversation even came into existence. Uh, yeah, well, um, I met John like the day before I left for that suffocation tour. Um, they played a show in Greensboro, and you know, we met, and I kind of threw the whole guitar spiel at him. And uh, yeah, he remembered. Um, I think like maybe two years ago, I got like a text out of nowhere from John um, saying he moved to Greensboro and looking for someone to uh, um, re- record vocals with. So I th- threw him over Jamie King, and you yeah. Know, became friends and you know, we worked on the guitars together and the, the bass thing came up and um, I asked around and there wasn't a whole lot of, I guess at that time, a whole lot of uh, interest from, you know, people wanting to do it. And John's like, you know, you want to do it? And I'm like, I don't play bass, but fuck it. Why not? You know, <laughs> you play uh, bass now. I'm trying. Yeah. You know, I'm more of a guitar player trying to play bass. So he just uh, couldn't find, and this is just, so you're filling in for, for Chuck, uh, just for the live uh, sessions. Is that just for this tour specifically? Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if, if, if it aligns right and Chuck can't do something else and you know, I'm able to do it and he asked me and yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love John. He's a good dude. Yeah. That's it. And uh, Greensboro is turning into quite the Mecca for the, <laughs> for the metal now. Right. It's where it's, it's all it's, the actions happening there. It's kind of weird. Right. I know. I mean, it's a, you know, it's home. I like Greensboro, man. You know, uh, yeah. traveling the whole country, it's, 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 it's peaceful enough and big enough to where, you know, it's comfortable. Yeah. I, I liked it actually when I was down there and, uh, got a chance to see your guys' rehearsal space, which was full of John's awesome horror props and, uh, amps and guitars from, uh, <laughs> from some pretty, some pretty badass people there. So this uh, this lineup then, so it, it's uh, John, of course, holding down uh, the OG roster himself. You got yes. you on bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Luke, who has joined on a permanent basis, replacing Sonny. Correct. Yeah. And uh, Charlie uh, from Skeletal Remains then is is uh, working some session work then for this tour as well. Yeah, he he's a he's an amazing drummer. Um, I'm not sure. Um, what all bands he's been in, but you know, Skeletal, he, he did the last Skeletal record. I know for sure. Uh, he is in uh void ceremony, wasn't he? I, I think he's in Ascended Dead. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's you know he's a drummer. He's in twenty fucking bands. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he does. Uh, he's got his own uh, recording studio, and he does yeah. drum lessons and all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely beasting it. So, in fact, didn't you guys? You had a day off the other day, and you you went hiking out in weed, right? Weed, California. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. How, how's the weed and weed? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was it was really nice, man. It was like a six mile hike. And it was uh, you know Mount Shasta. It was it was good, man. Yeah. Uh, the only other uh, metal person I know of that likes to go hiking in the woods is Mike Borders, and uh, we joked about him throwing people off a cliff because <laughs> he looks like he'd throw you off a cliff. Well, well, Charlie, he's the uh, he's the outdoor guy, and he uh, he does some crazy paragliding shit. So oh, fuck that. When you get him on the show, you have to ask him about his uh, adventure. He's he, brave man. Yeah, brave man. That's that's right up there with uh, Eric Meyer going shark fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I know I'm bouncing around real quick, but uh, you had a chance to meet up with Eric. I saw. I did. Uh, here yeah. on on the one of the California shows, right? Yeah, he's awesome. It was you know, I fucking love Dark Angel, and you know, working on a guitar for him, he was able to come out, and you know, he was there for sound check and hung out with me and uh, me and the guys, and uh, yeah, super cool dude, man, super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Got some photos. and I, it was, The funny thing was, like, as soon as he left, I was like, fuck. I've been sleeping with the Dark Angel uh, Leave Scars record in my bunk. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't get him to sign it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure you'll you'll meet up with him again uh, in yeah. the not-so-distant future. How, yeah. how close is his guitar to being done? Uh, it's well, not. Let's <laughs> not talk about that kind of stuff, man. Nice. Well, you got a lot of stuff on the bench for sure. I'm busy. So. been busy. You are a busy motherfucker. You're in demand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, building stuff, though, so you built your your base uh, based off basically your stealth build of your own SP, and I thought you were going to go the Spectre route. Well, I bought a Spectre, and um, I didn't like it. Because the necks are fucking fatter. Correct. So the funny <laughs> thing is a buddy of mine, uh, he bought a Getty Lee um, Fender. This is after I started building, building my base, which is I based it off of. Um, I based it off of. Uh, might have been the Spectre width, but not thickness of the neck. Anyway, uh, I, I really wish I'd have based it off that Fender Getty Lee, because dude, that's like the most comfortable base ever. Yeah. I brought it with me as a backup, and unfortunately, I let the opening band borrow it one day and handed it back to me with a broken nut. So I haven't had a chance to go to Guitar Center yet. And, so wait, somebody busted your nut? Yes. The only nut that I busted on this tour was on the bass. Oh, that's terrible. I know. How do you do that? How, I mean, do they drop it? I don't or? know, man. I, don't know. I have no idea. I was like, shit. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Crazy stuff. Well, uh, I've never seen a stealth bass. I mean, I don't know if they exist. Other yeah, than I think they that, do. But yeah. Anyway, props to my buddy Jeff for uh, hooking me up with that Giddy Lee bass. Yeah, right on. Thanks, Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I couldn't play it. <laughs> so, how does it feel though now? Now that you're playing bass officially, uh, you know, obviously you're a guitarist and you, yeah. and you shred, and you're now playing bass, and it's not exactly like. Um, well, you know, this is my fourteenth uh, show <laughs> <laughs> uh, on this tour, <laughs> playing bass. So, uh, I'm, you know, the first. I mean, it was really we had rehearsals, so it wasn't like anything was really different, you know, stage-wise. Uh, I think after the third show, maybe second show, I was more comfortable, and, you know, it's 
it's it's not just guitar with bigger strings, <laughs> you know. Um, Which is what everybody thinks. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it to me, it's harder to play, like physically play, um, you know, because it's more tension and whatnot. Right. But I think there's, I'll have more freedom. Um, now that I'm pretty comfortable with the songs, I'm gonna start doing some, you know, fills here and there and just some different shit, you know, like bass shit, not just guitar shit. So sure. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So you just kind of, uh, your process for learning the songs was just kind of learn them straight and then kind of... Uh... Yeah, um, Chuck, you know, the actual in-can bass player, sent sent the tabs to me, um, like, last year. and Tabs? But you're not reading theory and shit like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> metal by numbers, sir. <laughs> uh, that's how we do this. Um, yeah, so I got the tabs, and, you know, uh, John and I would just go through them. It was good for him, too, to get, you know, get refreshed with his... You might have wrote the songs, but just because you write it, don't mean you played all the time. And you right. Forget stuff. So. So you actually jammed like old school, like garage style, to learn some songs too. Well, I mean, you've been to our jam spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had you guys already kind of decide, or had John already kind of decided on the set list, like way in advance, to tell you which songs well, to learn, or did he just say start learning by the? Well, originally it was supposed to be go to Europe. Right. And I had that set set list, so I started learning those. Then that shit fell through, and I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to worry about it. So I just left the bass alone, left the set alone, left learning the songs alone. Then came back around to the U.S., the set list changed. Um, so that's when we started working on that. And you know, once once I felt like it was actually going to happen, you know, we we really got in there and started you know, every, every uh, weekend working through them. Yeah, just kind of dug in and and uh, yeah. So how how comfortable do you feel now? I mean, you're gonna start kind of maybe throwing in some little fills here and there. Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, you'll see. I mean, you'll you know we're, you'll see tonight. I think we do a pretty good show. They're just gonna bury you out of the mix or like a <laughs> new stead you out. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's certain there's certain parts of the songs where the bass is pretty prominent, so they would that would suck if they did that. That would yeah. suck, but now we have a really good sound guy. Uh, Alexi is amazing. Uh, he does us and Nile. Uh, good dude. Uh, it's a funny story. He cussed out us one time in False Prophet, but I'll save that for another time. I'll let, I'll let uh, Paul Ray tell you that story. Okay, I'm going to ask Paul about that. You know, that's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, man, the crazy, crazy shit that happens on tour. It's cool, yeah, though, yeah. that you, got, you, know, you get to have one sound guy, though, that goes with you. Rather than yeah, he's doing us and Nile, and so the other two guys, the uh, the band from Texas, I am, and the uh, the sausage sa- sugar bog. I call them sausage sugar bears, but you know, uh, <laughs> John calls them something different every night. Which, by the way, in case you didn't know, actually means like bloody toilet sucker or something like that. Yeah, they're man, they're good guys. They're really good dudes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're they're it's, they're blowing up and good for them, dude. They're fucking working hard. And- yeah, really good dudes. that cool kind of hybrid of old school death metal with grind and the the crazy yeah. gory lyrics, but they're funny too. I mean, like those guys have a crazy sense of humor. From what I've heard, I've never met good them. Good dudes, but, man. Good dudes. Awesome. Props to them. So, you uh, you're up there now. You're playing the bass. You've kind of learned all the shit. And are you uh, at all um, kind of having any any shows that stand out? Any of these things where you feel like you particularly nailed a show or anything that you just completely fucked up? Um, I mean, there's, we all, we all <laughs> name a band who doesn't, you know, have something happen during the set that, you know, they know about, but chances are no one else notices, you know. Here's how you tell. Somebody lifts their head up and looks around. 
<laughs> and you're like, anybody else notice that? No. Fuck that guy. Okay. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, the majority of people, they don't know. And, you know, it, um, shows, dude, like every show has been amazing. It seems like they're getting better and better. Uh, Last Night in Portland was fucking sick. Um, you know, pit the whole time. And to, to pinpoint, like, the two special to me was probably Orlando. We had, you know, Rick come out and do yeah. Evil Dead with us. was fucking amazing. And in uh, Berkeley, we had Chris Reifert come out and do the same song. So you had two old school death guys come yes. out to play an old school death song. Yes. Uh, probably one of the most well-known songs from the Scream Lady Gore era, of course. Yes. One of my favorite songs, Evil Dead. So yeah. you know, it, just, it was really cool and meant a lot to me. And I know that it meant a lot to John, you know, and Luke and Charlie also. I, uh, I thought that was super cool because obviously anybody who knows you and knows uh, the history of, you know, why you got into building guitars and mm -hmm. kind of that Rick has the first guitar mm -hmm. that uh, you built that wasn't your guitar. Right. Um, and that death is is what probably your favorite of all time. Correct. Or, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a super death fanboy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was really cool. So you guys have become really good friends. But now you've taken it to the next level where you can say that you fucking jammed. Finally. With, yeah, I know, finally. right? Finally. I mean, I'm sure there was times you guys just busted out the guitars yeah. and just fucking noodled around. In the yeah, he showed me like riffs to like, you know, of course, when I first met him, like, hey, man, show me how to play, you know, Beyond Eternity <laughs> or, you yeah. know, or whatever. So, yeah. But to be on stage with like, you know, one of your best friends and just happens to be a, you know, a fucking hero, icon to many people, it's pretty goddamn badass, dude. I'm yeah. Well, you know, when you hear those those first notes, that little tapping intro and thing, dude, it's goosebumps. You know, what we did was, you know, we, we recorded um, in the rehearsal spot, you know, Luke, John, uh, Charlie and myself going through it, you know, just sent it to Rick. And, uh, dude, he just fucking fit right in. Like, no, we didn't have any practice with either one of them, with Chris or Rick. You know, there's no rehearsal, just straight stage. And it was like, you could, you could tell it was like magic in that air, dude. It was just that whole place was crazy. Orlando was nuts. And have it happen again, like the same spirit in the air was, in, you know, in Berkeley was fucking amazing, dude. Like they were tearing the fucking barricade down. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. Like it was like, if you can imagine like you know, being a kid reading about the Bay Area, you know, thrash scene back in the 80s and how people would, you know, stage dive from the top balcony it was it felt like that you know murder the in the front row yes murder in the front row it's craziness craziness yeah craziness i it's you know with with all of the ways that the industry has kind of changed and, and with all the regulations and i think people were so hungry you know from not even just from a band playing standpoint but from people needing to get out of the fucking house and go see oh, yeah. some shows and but you're always curious about, you know, each individual venue on, you know, what they're going to let you get away with and, and stuff like that. Man, it's really weird because, like, you know, you're, I live in the South and, you know, certain places, you know, COVID, quote, doesn't exist, you know, to a certain degree. In other places, like Seattle, you know, <laughs> you know, it's in your face and it's. I think we all take precautions, but I mean, sure. I was I was sitting down yesterday in Portland after the show, at a table drinking my beer, mask was down, and I, I didn't have the glass in my hand, but it was in front of me, and someone said, "You're not drinking, you gotta put your mask on." I'm like, yeah, between sips. 
are you kidding me? I'm like, is the COVID just going to jump at me that time? <laughs> it's, 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 it's very difficult, man. Like, you know, I'm on stage 45 minutes and I got people three feet, three feet away from me, you know, spitting at me, yelling and, you know, but. And sharing blood. When I get off stage, <laughs> you know, I have to put my mask straight on while I'm getting my gear off. I'm like, I don't understand. Logic is out the window. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, and if people have to show their vaccine cards to go to the show. It's probably the safest place to be. Right. You know, probably safer than McDonald's where I don't have to wear a fucking mask. Right. But, you know, everybody in this venue has their vaccine. So, I mean, chances are we're going to be okay. But, you know, it's just. Or, you know, we could sit outside like we're doing right now, freezing our nuts off, uh, you know, and uh, doing what we got to do. Because, uh crazy stuff so getting back we kind of got off track there for a second but uh, no it's it's awesome that's uh my beautiful wife marcia is sitting here right next to us and that's pretty much a daily conversation for us is a uh, tons of rabbit holes about just the randomness of this state yeah i mean we all have our vaxes and you know we do we had to do but, you know. so Fuck. you got a chance uh, going back then so you got to play evil dead with Roz, and Correct. then uh which i saw but then the chris reifert thing tell me about that how did that happen um charlie uh Exactly how it went down, I don't remember exactly, but I think him and you know Charlie and Chris have history. I don't know exactly what it is, <laughs> but when we before we left for tour, you know we were, you know, I, I can't remember. I think like John was like, "Hey, you think Rick be down to play Evil Dead?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I can ask him." Yeah, and uh, you know he agreed to it, and uh, I guess around that time Charlie was like, "Hey, I know, I know Chris." So before this tour even started, that those those things were already planned, and you know we kind of try to keep it to ourselves, but it, it got out. <laughs> well, musicians aren't always known to be the most uh, dependable people as far as keeping things quiet. But uh, yeah. I, on the other hand, I'm like a fucking vault. That's know? right. That's right. You are trusted so you, with the secrets of metal. Tell me, I know everything, everybody. Just so you know. <laughs> oh. No, that's cool, man. That's that's some great experiences, and uh, I, I think you know other than just the fact that you get to play with, you know, legendary incantation, because those guys go so far back to the beginning of the scene um, that you get to play with a couple of heroes. And, uh, you know, Rick, of course, is is known for, for Rick. And Chris has kind of been, uh, he's just not as, I don't know, out there in the world, visible, I think, by his design. Yeah, I think Autopsy just does, like, festivals, which, you know, pretty smart for them, not tour, just do the big shows and get, yeah. <laughs> right. Do, do big shows. Do big shows, get a few bucks here and there, and just enough to keep the name going and not have to uh, do the grind, I guess. Yeah. So how is it, uh, speaking of the grind, so working then uh, every day, you know, set up, tear down six weeks straight, is that taking a toll on yet? Is it what you thought it would be? Uh, I mean, um, you know, I did that with Suffo. The only thing different was I didn't get to play. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? You just got to fix all their shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, the first week was kind of rough, man, you know, just getting back into it. Um, but after after that, I was pretty good. I mean, you just got to get your body used to – it's pretty demanding. And, you know, all the you know adrenaline that shoots through you during, the, you know, during your set, um, you get done at night, you know, it's pretty tiring. Yeah. And content-wise, I mean, Incantation has 
really a lot of, I guess, doomier elements, kind of lots of slower passages versus False Prophet, which really um, has a, a heavy thrash influence, at least yeah. kind of the early stuff. So yeah. do you feel different playing the material? Um, it's it's totally different. You know, Prophet's pretty technical and fast. And, you know, and, you know Incan has its moments being fast, too. Right. It's just, you know, they're different beasts, man. You know. So after you get done then with this tour, uh, you got uh, coming up not long after that, a couple months away, is that uh, Carolina Chainsaw Fest, uh, which, of course, is being put on by uh, John and Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be a part of that at all? You guys playing? Yeah, Prophet's playing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be our back line. Uh, so we're, we're pretty heavy into it. Uh, well, there's some special surprises going to be popping up. Uh, I saw Rick's name on the bill. That could be it. <laughs> Is it one of those secrets? It's not really secret. <laughs> hey, you know, and, no comment. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, my buddy Emilio, he'll be in town. So, oh, right on. Might be some stuff there too. Oh, maybe. You know, it just, just he happens to cruise through. Yeah. You know, no, no so, commitments so, or anything. So, be some. So be that's going to be awesome, though. A, a two-day horror and metal fest. Uh, what are you expecting out of that? Dude, I've never seen Demolition Hammer. I've yeah. never seen Nuclear Assault. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty fucking epic, dude. Um, the Friday night, I know, talking with John, there's some surprises going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, I think I might hit the stage Friday night for a song or two with some stuff. Uh, with some other people? Yeah. Other people not False can't Prophet? Talk about, can't talk about it. Uh can't talk about it while the microphone's running. That's right. <laughs> can't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. And, if, you know, it'll be cool for people that are, will see these songs getting played by those people. I can't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's ever an enticing sales pitch to come to a show, I think you guys just... <laughs> I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's all. You should fucking be a politician, dude. You all should right. run for office. Can't talk about it. In Seattle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, you're about, what, a third of the way through? Half yeah. half the way? Or somewhere uh, between a third and a half? I think like a third, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you finish out the the tour back in. Is it? Are you in South Carolina? Are you finishing out? Or are you going to finish it in Greensboro? Uh, finish in South Carolina. Okay, right on for uh, for Niles' home, hometown uh, show there. And then... Uh, you're going to take yourself a break, I assume, you know, get a little bit of time off. And yeah, I mean, I'll go back to my real real job, real world. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's some talk about some more touring, so yeah. see what happens. And uh, now I've seen some little tidbits here and there, you know, of profit material kind of in the works. And uh, is that uh, going along or are we still kind of super early stages on that? I know you did some recording with Jamie, you know, for the, yeah. for um, the EP and stuff. You know, we were all hoping that it would be done before the, uh, the festival, John's Fest. So, ideally, I would I think it'd be cool if they could, you know, knock out the drums and stuff now while I'm gone, and you know, when I get back, I could do my guitar parts. Yeah, I'm not really sure where we're at there. Sure, <laughs> I need to talk to Paul. But it's 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 a thing, like right? It's it's in its own motion. It's kind of happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, in you know, capacity. We've had issues with drummers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's the main thing, like you know, with Paul. And I agree with them 100%. Like, we could, you know, I could, sure, we could we could hire, you know, I'll throw a name like Eric or Emilio or whoever. 
or Charlie or Charlie or whoever mm-hmm. to come in and play the drums. But I think you know our thought is it'd be better to have someone with some skin in the game. Um, sure. You know they put their heart into it. They might want to you know push push the band some, and, you know that direction rather than just have some hired gun. But, well, you don't have to beg, dude. I'll fucking totally play drums for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, uh, we got Weston, and Weston's a fucking <laughs> monster, dude. So, you know, um, really want to see what he can do on tape. You know? So he's and, beasting it for you so far, though. Oh, yeah. He's killer. He's killer. Man. And, you know, it's it's funny. I was talking to Paul a, a while ago, and, you know, he had said every time you guys switch drummers, it's like fucking backstepping a year, you know? It is. It's true. I mean, you know, luckily, um, when... When our previous drummer uh, left, um, we had some time to give Weston some material to learn so we could play that mortician show. Yeah. And, you know, he fucking killed it. And that's when we asked him to be a member and you know, he was all over it. So, you know, um, hopefully when Obituary gets back home, because Joe, his Obituary sound guy, is, you know, he's going to be probably tracking Weston's drums. So. Hopefully that will happen, and when I get back, we can do the guitars for my part and you know, send it off to get it mixed and mastered. But and uh, I mean, I know that at one point you guys were talking, and you don't have to answer, of course, if you don't want to. But you know, there was working with Jamie, and then you had, uh, you know, possibly tossed around the idea of working with Juan. Probably, you know, um, Juan did a couple mixes. I think you have two of the albums with Juan's mixes on it. Actually, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I would like to, this is just me, um, have the drums tracked by Joe and maybe guitars and bass tracked by Hobbs. Well, shit. And then you could have uh, another creamy mix. Claudius could just uh, mix the whole <laughs> thing for you. And I'm not, I'm not a, you know, we would see how, you know, we would let them do a mix and, you know, we'd go with whoever. I'm not, we, hell, we can do dance, you know, I don't give a fuck. I mean, whoever's got, Whoever has the spirit, you know, we're looking for, you know, in the field, Juan, whoever. There's so many, you know, options out there, dude, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, you guys are pacing yourselves pretty good. I mean, going from, you know, recording the EP, you know, playing some of those shows, you kind of getting on with all these other projects and whatnot and still kind of moving forward. So it's cool that uh, even though you guys have faced some, some bullshit delays and some unfortunate member changes, but you're, you're, you're still, you know, fucking Paul bless his fucking soul is uh, <laughs> keeping with it and still pushing ahead. So. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he is false prophet. So, you know, Paul says, fuck it. Then we're done. You know, as long as he's there, I'm there. Uh, right on. So what, uh, what are we going to hear then tonight? What's your guys's set consisting of? Give us a, give us a little bit of a taste. Um, it's, career spanning for Incan. Oh, really? Yeah. It's there's there's at least a song or two that hasn't been played live in probably 20 years. Oh, wow. So, uh I mean, there's no way that you could play songs off of every album cuz there's a lot of a lot of albums and I can't imagine you have set. 45 minutes, man. <laughs> How long do you have? 45. Yeah, 45 minutes, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, one song off every album. All 45 incantation <laughs> albums are going to be represented today on there. So, uh I'm sure John would love that, but no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, are we seeing a kind of a, a bounce around like go from the new to the old and back to the new or are you guys going to kind of play it linearly like old to new? Man, 
Do you try to have your dessert before you have your dinner, man? Fuck yeah. I want to know what we're in for. Well, I mean, uh, here's my dessert. This delicious uh, gas station spam masubi that Scott bought for me that uh, you ate yours. So yes. that's the tester. I'm going to yeah. get mine. But uh, If I have bubble gut, you know why. <laughs> okay. So that was Scott's very nice way of saying, fuck you. You're just going to have to wait for the show to find out what we're playing, which I respect. That's cool. You know, you try to get these guys to talk, but it's like, it's like running into a brick wall sometimes, but uh, <laughs> got to keep some things confidential, man. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited. I, I've never seen Incantation live. Oh, um, so wow. yeah, I, and I I've been listening to him since onward. So that's fucking. Cool. Oh wow! I think you'll be in for you'll be happy because I mean with, with Alex doing sound and it's pretty killer, dude. And uh, I know our our friend. Uh, Doug Willis, who who runs the the Incantation fan group, uh, you know they're his goat. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's. I'm sure yeah. he's going to be super excited to. Yeah, Doug uh, to fucking check waves out. that flag, dude. Yeah. Well, and then you know, Immolation is playing here like next month, like just a few weeks from now. I was like, oh man, how cool would it have been to see Incantation Immolation on the same bill? That would just be legit. So. Um, Cool. Well, anyways, Scott, I know you got to get back uh, to reality of, of tour bus life and uh, go <laughs> hang out back at the club and get ready for the show. So thanks, uh, my friend, for sitting down with me again and uh, taking the time. Definitely appreciate it. Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Scott Varnick, SP Custom Guitars, False Prophet, and now Incantation. Later, bitches. See you. Well, there you have it, folks. An awesome chat with one of the coolest dudes in metal, and I'm not just saying that. SP would give you the shirt off his back. He is genuinely one of the nicest and hardest-working people I've ever met. And let me tell you, after seeing him live with both False Prophet and Incantation, this dude knows how to put on a show, give back to the fans, and still make time for friends. Thanks, of course, to all of you out there in the wasteland for hanging with me on Misery Point Radio. I always appreciate the support you give to me and this show and an extra special thanks to my good friend and neighbor Mr. Doug Willis for meeting up with my wife and I at the show and also for the after show hospitality. Doug runs an epic incantation fan page on the book of faces. I'll provide the link here in the show notes. Make sure you check it out and join the cult like the rest of us. And don't forget to follow Misery Point Radio on all the socials, subscribe on your favorite streaming platform and listen to the full radio station in beta on the Live 365 platform. Just download the Live 365 app or go to live365.com and search Misery Point Radio. And our new website is coming soon, so stay tuned. Now let's close this one out with a doomy, sludgy, tortured track from Incantation's Sect of the Vile Divinities. This one's called Propitiation. I know it's a big word. Go look it up.
Stop fucking staring at me. <laughs> <laughs>